Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Coming to you from Classic City, the capital of the Bulldog Nation, it's time for another edition of the podcast designed for the most die-hard Georgia fans in the country. Here are your hosts, Tyler and Charlie. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Glory UGA podcast brought to you by our very good friends at Alumni Hall, the go-to place for all your Georgia gear needs. You guys know I'm Tyler, and joining me today on short notice for our official Glory UGA 2021 Georgia football preview episode is my coach, Charlie Curtis. Like He was actually originally scheduled to be on this episode, but he had a job interview pop up, being a 3L third-year law student. That's kind of what he's focused on right now, trying to find a job, so he's out doing that. So Charlie is here to save the day. What would we ever do without you, Charlie? Well, I mean, clearly I'm more dedicated. Clearly. Than Curtis? To the podcast. So you're saying, like, is that like a subtle shot? Like, we just get rid of Curtis, get him out of here? What was his reason? I wasn't listening. What? what, what you're sitting right here. What are you doing? Oh, you're pulling up the questions. Okay, yes, okay. I, you should have already... If you I, were so dedicated, you should have already had the questions up. I, I had it up, but then I got curious about something else. So you're seven. Yes. Is what we're saying. I... This was like a last minute thing. It was. So I'm not going to give you a hard time because you just, you were very gracious, jumped in here at the last moment. I think you actually had to move some things around. Thank you. We appreciate it. My brain is not quite functioning today. It is a, it's is also it, it's late. Thursday, right? It's late in the week. Yeah. Yeah. It's late in the week. Uh, yeah. My brain's kind of fried by this time. But then I was running this morning and I realized, oh my God, we have like real football. Like real football. Real football. Like real football. Yes. I mean, high school football is real football. It's and the pure no, it's the purest form of football. Well, I mean, yes. But so I had that last week, which is beautiful. Right, but it was like. But we have college football. Where do you watch it? <laughs> How? There's actually there's apps out. I mean, well, yeah, there's apps out there. Right, you have to like. Yeah, yeah, search yeah, yeah, for yeah. It. It's, it sucks. I mean, well, I have YouTube TV, so I don't even get Peachtree TV. So I was having to like stream the the Corky Kell games, which was an adventure. <laughs> it kind of worked sometimes. Yeah, man, part of the I don't time, have time, maybe. For that. So anyway, Are you actually excited about the Week Zero games? I am. A little Illinois-Nebraska action? Yeah. That's getting you going? Bring it on. Well, it's one of those things. Like, in a normal week, are you ever excited about Like, when you're looking at the slate, like, on Week 4, and you see Illinois-Nebraska, are you even thinking about that game? No. No. No one is. No one week. cares. But this week is like, hell yeah, Nebraska-Illinois, tee it up, let's go. Somebody so. tweeted the old Illinois uniforms. 
They've it's had some really decent good. uniforms. I really liked it. I don't love their colors. I'm not a navy guy. Navy sucks. It's just not for me. And orange. It's it's orange colors essentially. But like they've had, they wear these old like they throwback all gray orange, uniforms. They, they yes they do. They, they have these like throwback. I think like galloping ghost gray uniforms. Have you ever seen those? They're freaking awesome. I'm a uniform kind of sort. I love uniforms. Yeah, I know. Yes, you know, you get me drunk about that. That's whatever. Um, but yeah, I'm excited about that. I'm even excited for UCLA Hawaii. Good games. Let's go. I mean, I don't know if they're going to be good games, but it's college football, and I'm pumped for it. So yes, it's almost here. It's almost here. But I appreciate you jumping in on short notice. So guys, forgive her if her mind wanders as it did four seconds into the show today. Um, but Charlie, also, I don't know if you saw this, but apparently you are now the star of the show. Have you seen this? We all knew I was the star of the show. We did? Yeah. How much work do you put into this show? I mean, I appreciate well, okay. that you show up. I I'm do appreciate not the that. I'm most knowledgeable of the three, but I like to think that I provide some entertainment, some colorful content. I think you make the show better. Thanks. I'll give you that. I, 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 absolutely, I totally agree. I think you are the star of the show. You bring something you know, that. We didn't have this element before you jumped in here. I like to make people laugh. Even if you're laughing at me, I'm okay with it. So you're, you're laughing. You're calling yourself a comedian. You're definitely not no, a comedian. I'm it's not. like, but it's yeah. It's like you're not purposely trying to make people laugh. It's just who you are. <laughs> well, hopefully, makes yeah. The, yeah, it's because I think everyone listening probably knows someone like you, and they can kind of relate to you that. You just but, shake your head at them. I mean, a, lot. a little bit. You laugh on the inside, but I don't know. If, I guess you didn't see this, but according to one of our most recent five star reviews, I think it was from Chipper Dog. I want to say. Quote you steal the show. Well, thank you. I that, know you saw this. That just made my week. Did you have have you seen this before just now? No. You hadn't seen. You're lying to me. I can see. No, it. I don't look at the reviews. You don't? No, only the ones you show me. Okay, fair enough. I don't know how. No, I just I'm not even going to touch that. Can you look at them? Can I look at them? Even though I, it's not my yes, account. Yes, Charlie. Do you have Apple Podcasts? I know that you do. Yeah, but someone my you listen to podcasts, correct? You right, listen but to- my husband does that for me. They just pop up. Lucky you. I don't really. Yes, awesome, awesome. Okay. Well, speaking of five star reviews, guys, you did it. Charlie hasn't seen this because she doesn't pay attention to these things apparently. But we hit our mark: three hundred five star ratings and reviews and counting. I think we're at three hundred one right now. Honestly, I told you this before. I didn't expect us to get there. I thought it was kind of like a reach goal. Like, hey, let's throw three hundred out there and see what happens. But man. We may not have the most listeners among podcasts out there, clearly not, but we have 100% the best listeners out there, and I will fight anyone who says otherwise. You guys are absolutely the best. I think it was actually Chipper Dog that put us over the top, but big shout outs to him, L.A. Morse, and Dr. Adam Randall for pushing us over the top this week, and of course, thank you to everyone who has helped us along the way already. I've said it before. But who cares? I'll say it again and again. This show would would just not be here. We wouldn't still be standing today after some of the ups and downs we've gone through over the years if it wasn't for all of you loyal listeners. We love doing this podcast. I've been doing it for a while now. I really do love it. We love talking Georgia football. We love bringing you guys the type of show that we would want to listen to ourselves, which is kind of why we started this show in the first place. But it doesn't matter. None of it would be possible without you guys. So sincerely, I don't want to speak for you, Charlie, but I think you probably agree with me here. On behalf of Charlie, Curtis, and myself, thank you, thank you, thank you guys for all the support. And Charlie, I don't, I know you don't know this because you were 93 years old and you don't know how to work modern technology and you really don't know how to see, look at reviews for podcasts. I mean, if 
I tried, I could probably find it, but I, I, like did, I didn't know that was a... Like, I know I that like people do them. I just didn't know that I could see... I mean, I, I mean, guess that, that fits. makes sense. That, that, that fits. That it fits. makes sense that I would be able to see reviews. I just never thought about doing it. Well, you, uh, they're there, so... somebody finds the shows for me that I listen to. Well, they're, well, they're there. Shows, the, 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 the reviews are there to give you an idea of, like, is this podcast worth right, listening to? Right, I understand to? that, but I have somebody so, who knows what I like, yeah. and they just put it on okay. my phone for me. Fair enough, fair enough. Lucky girl. I don't have to Lucky think girl. about it. Lucky girl. But, Charlie, I know you don't know this. Our Instagram has been rolling over the past few days. We have almost doubled our followers in the last 24 hours. We hit 300. In fact, I think we basically have doubled. I don't, I'm not good at math. I think we're, we're right there. But we hit 300 followers and then blew right past that, uh, blew past 400, and we are now almost at 500 followers. Again, I know modest numbers, relatively speaking, but like for us, that's big, man. We just started this like a couple weeks ago, about a month or so ago now. But big thank you. I want to throw this out there. Big thank you to Sam Morales, um, who runs the at all CFB and at Georgia CFB accounts on Instagram, which are awesome, by the way. If you're on Instagram, you need to make sure you're following those accounts if you are not. Big thank you to Sam for helping us out with all of that, giving us a lot of tips, a lot of advice there. Because, I mean, I give Charlie a hard time, but I'm new to Instagram too, so I'm trying to figure that out on the fly. And Sam's been a huge help there. Just another example of one of our awesome listeners and uh, just a hell of a dog fan. So what all these numbers mean to you guys is it means that we owe you another Instagram live session. Technically two, but they kind of happen back to back. But we're going to do our next Instagram live session right now, tentatively scheduled for Monday night at 8.30. As we get a little closer to that, I'll be able to kind of write that more in stone. But right now, plan on Monday night at 8.30. The first one, the first live session last week was so much fun. It was way more fun than I actually thought it would be. I didn't know because I, I was kind of nervous. I didn't know how to use it. So it was kind of a stressful thing at first. But, man, we got rolling. Had a lot of fun there. And uh, now you can join us on Monday as well. So make sure you follow us now so you can join us on Monday Bring your questions, bring your predictions, anything else you want to talk about. We might even have Curtis on there. I'll see if we can make that happen. Or maybe Charlie. Charlie, can we get you on there? We had a request for you. We'll see. Will you download Instagram for our for our listeners? I, I, I don't... You're in demand. I don't know how to do that. This is, this is a new experience for you, right? I, yeah. <laughs> you become I mean, an overnight sensation, Charlie. We'll see. I don't know about that. We'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll see what we can make happen. But I'll be there at the very least, and we'll see if we can get somebody else on there. And one more announcement here real quick before we get started with the, with the actual preview. Ask and you shall receive. We did a Glory UGA Pick'em League last year, and we've had a lot of you ask about that over the past couple weeks. To be honest, I'd kind of forgotten about it, but you guys reminded me about it. So the Glory UGA Pick'em League is back by popular demand. Uh, we are doing it through ESPN again because that's honestly just what I'm most familiar with. Uh, it's a public league, so no password needed. Just use your ESPN account, or if you don't have one, it's easy. Create a free ESPN account to join our league. No money involved. We had a lot of fun with this last year. We're going to announce each week's winners on Tuesday's episodes. Oh, no. It's not one of those confidence pool thingies, is it? Yeah, Charlie, that's what we did last year. People have asked for it again. I don't remember last year. Oh, you just wiped it from your memory? I mean, it's real hard to remember yesterday at this point. Well, last year sucks, so I don't, I don't blame you for wiping last year from your mind. But yes, we did a confidence pool last year. People are asking if we're doing it again, so I'm just assuming they liked what we did last year. I like confidence pool. I think it's an interesting way to do it. <laughs> I so, have no recollection of this. I'm really trying hard. Yeah, remember you kept texting me last, basically every Saturday last football season, like, 
how do I get in? How do I make my picks? And I'd be like, did you do your picks? Oh, it was that yeah, thing? Yeah, that thing. So annoying. Why? Because I can't ever remember my password. Right. So there's this thing like called pen and paper, or we have this thing on your phones called the notes app where you can put these things. You can even lock it. You can put a passcode on it. You you're knew your so, facial recognition. You're so condescending. <laughs> well, I mean, like, you're, how do you not know the, like, I just want, I know you have a lot of passwords. I get it. But, like, there's ways to, to solve this problem. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, we'll we are doing that. We're doing that again. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're working on some sort of prize system. I don't know what that's going to look like right now. So, TBA on that. We'll try to figure something out for you guys. I have put links on Twitter and on Instagram so you guys can access everything directly, make it easy for you. But if you don't do social media, just search for ESPN College Football Pick'em and then search for the Glory UGA group. It's a public group. should be easy to find there. So join up today and let's have some fun with it. But all right, let's talk some Georgia football. Obviously, if you've been with us for a while you know there really isn't an off-season for us here on the Glory UGA podcast. We go year-round, man. Every single week of the year, holidays, vacations, it don't matter. We bring you content 52, is it 52 weeks in a year, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. 52, I always get 52, 50, all right, yes, 52, 52, 56, I always get confused, but 52 weeks a year, we bring it to you. We spend months previewing the coming season. How many days are in a year? Either 356 or 365. Jeez. 365, right? And a quarter, yes. 365. Yeah, leap year. Well, I'm, no, don't, yes. don't come at me. Don't come at me. Days. Leap year. 365, right. So 365, 52 weeks a year. We bring it to you guys. So we spent a lot of time already previewing this season. But there are a lot of people out there who just don't really pay attention to college football between like the national championship and maybe July, August. So for all of those people and for our newer listeners who might not have been with us all year long, Before the start of every season, we always like to do an official season preview episode. Uh, And we've done that kind of like in your traditional way for a while. But we also like to kind of put a twist on things. We like to bring you something a little different at times. We like to cover the dogs in our own unique way. So today, to preview the season, it's going to be a little different. We're going to try something new. We've got 20 questions that involve different parts of the teams, different players, all that kind of stuff. And we posted each of these questions on our new Instagram account to give you guys a chance to share your thoughts. That's going to kind of drive this preview. Charlie has those results, so she's going to go through the questions, tell me how our Instagram followers voted on each of these questions, and then give me a chance to explain whether I agree or disagree. We've got some over-unders, we've got some questions about starters, breakout players, and a lot more. But yeah, I think that pretty much explains it, so Charlie... I'm going to go ahead and hand things over to you. What we got up first? All right, we're going to start. The first one was over under 1,000 yards for wide receiver Jermaine Burton. Instagram said 70% over. All right, Charlie. 70% of the voters took the over. Yes, they took the over. I would take the under. I just feel like there are so many receivers to go around that they're going to spread it out. I agree, but even without George... Somebody's asked Stephen. Are we gonna have like a yeah, a guy? Yeah, but I, I think that they're gonna be a lot. I just don't know if they're all go, anybody's gonna get to a thousand. Do you know how many I times? I hope he does. That'd be incredible. It'd be good for us. Yeah. Uh, do you know how many times that's happened in Georgia history? One. One time. Do you know? Can you name the player or the year? No. Two thousand two. So um, Terrence Edwards. There you go. Let's go, Charlie. Yes, Terrence Edwards, 2002, just barely broke the 1,000-yard marker. It's the only 1,000-yard receiving season for any Georgia patch catcher 
in our program's history. But that was the past, okay? And that can be instructive, but this is modern college football. So I am not just going to dismiss this out of hand. I do agree with you, Charlie, that we have a bunch of guys at the ball too. Now, some of those guys are hurt right now. Darnell Washington, who knows when he'll be back. Gilbert, I hope he'll be back at some point. I think we have a question about that later on. Actually, I know that we do. We'll get to that a little bit later, but who knows what that's going to look like. Uh, you've got Fitzpatrick is dealing with a foot sprain. Hopefully, we'll be ready for week one. Dominic Blaylock still not fully cleared. So there are and Kiaris Jackson coming back off a knee injury. So I would agree with you that we have a lot of guys get the ball to a lot of options to keep involved in the passing game, a lot of mouths to feed if everybody was healthy. But that's not the case right now. And I think at some point in the year that probably will be the case. But even with those guys out, I think you're right still because you got. Jermaine Burton, you got Marcus Rosemey Jackson. Kyrus is going to be clear. Kyrus is going to play. You got A.D. Mitchell, who's still making waves. You got Arian Smith. You got Brock Bowers doing things. Lad McConkey's the guy that we're going to talk about a little later, who's just making plays left and right, apparently, during fall camp. So there are, don't forget about the running backs out of the backfield. There are guys that we still want to get heavily involved in this offense, maybe even Justin Robinson as well. So there are a lot of options out there. I, I think that Jermaine would probably be the safest bet if a receiver went over 1,000 yards. Jermaine might be the safest bet there. I would also keep Marcus Rosemey Jackson in your back pocket there. I love that guy. Very high on him. I think Jermaine would be the safest bet, though. But I'm going to agree with our Instagram followers. I'm going to go under here. I If George Pickens was still on the team, or he is still on the team, but if he was still playing right now, if he was completely healthy for the entire season, I think George would have a chance to do it. I just don't know if Jermaine's quite there yet. So I'm going to go under here. I think he can push for it. I think he can push for it. He's been dealing with a little bit of injury himself, but he should be fine. A little bit of a sprained ankle. He should be fine. I also had that injury during uh, spring practice. But I just I don't think that he's quite where George was. And I also think you're right that we do have a bunch of options that we want to get involved in the run game. And plus, we're going to still run the football a lot too with, with the backfield that we have. That's going to happen. So slightly under for Jermaine, but I think he will come very close to it. Okay. Uh, second one was the over-under 1,000 yards for running back Zamir White. Mm, 64% took the over. I'm going under, and my prediction is that Kendall Milton will have more yards than Zamir White. Whoa. So you're saying Kendall will be our leading rusher this year? Yeah. So I think we have a question later about who might be the – uh, who's going to start earlier? We have a couple different guys. I think it's Miro's start. To open the season. But if, if Kendall is going to overtake him as our leading rusher, yeah. then you're saying probably at some point he'll be, take that job as number one running back. Yeah. Or, or do since there's are, are they so close that we... I think it'll we, all just be a rotation kind and of. We just, depending we, on who And we just playing. start Zamir, give him the first carry because he's Milton a senior. Because Kendall and Zamir White have different skill sets. To a degree. I think Kendall's better out of the backfield as a receiver. Right. Maybe And he's powerful too. Maybe not as powerful as Zeus, but... I think he's a better all-around back than Zeus. I think it's what it comes down to. I do think that he's going to eat into the carries a lot this year. But if you look at Zamir, like, it's crazy. A thousand-yard rusher, like, that used to be just routine for George. And now, like, a guy that's our projected starter coming this season is here only, only I mean, 64% of our Instagram followers saying that he's going to go for a thousand yards. There's too much to spread around. But th- those guys were there last year, too. They were younger, I will say. But, I mean, we Zoo- also only had JT Daniels for four games. Okay, fair. But Zeus, I mean, he was close last year. I mean, I know he had 779 yards rushing last year. That's a couple hundred off a thousand, but that was in 10 games. 
So he averaged 5.4 yards per carry. So I did the math. I'm not good at math. People can double check me on this. But based on my math, he was on pace for like right at 1,000 yards if we played 13 games, which is what we would have played in the regular season, at least 13 games. So he would have done it last year. And you're right, Sean, we had no passing game. So teams were able to take away the run far easier. They were able to stack the box against us. They didn't have to worry about doubling guys consistently. They can play single high coverage out there. They can play middle of the field closed coverage. And that made it tougher for us to run the football at times throughout the year. I don't think that's going to be the case this year. I think we're going to have more opportunities for guys around the football because they're going to have to respect our passing game even more. So I think Zeus, if he got the same number of carries he got last year, I think he could push for that. But I think you might be right here, Charlie. I think Kendall Milton, before it's all said and done, might be the guy that leads us in rushing. And if that's the case, I just don't know if Zeus goes for over 1,000. What if they both went over 1,000? Like barely, like they were both at like 1,027 yards. Possible. I wouldn't write that off. I really wouldn't write that off. This is a tough one for me. You're right. There's so many. Guys. I think Kenny McIntosh is really good. We got to get him involved. I mean, James Cook is going to get opportunities as well. We know we use him differently out of the backfield as a receiver, but I think he can also run the football between the tackles better than most people think he can. He's also bulked up some this year. I'm going to go. Oh, man, it's a tough one. I think Zamir is probably going to be our starter all year, all year, but who starts the game doesn't really matter. It's all about who finishes and who gets most of the carries throughout the game. That might be Kittle Milton before the season's all said and done. I still think Zamir is going to get a lot of chances, and he'll come close. I'm going to go slightly under for Zamir. I don't think he'll hit it. I could be very wrong here, but I'm going to go against the grain and say slightly under for Zamir. All right. Now we're going to go over under 4,000 passing yards for JT Daniels. Instagram voters went, well, 79% took the over. I would take the over, too. All right, so trivia time number two, Charlie. How many times in Georgia football history have we had a 4,000-yard passer? Never? Wow. You are nailing this. Yes. Never. It has never happened in Georgia football history. So this would be an unprecedented achievement for Georgia quarterbacks. It's literally never happened. Aaron Murray got close in 2012. 3,893 yards. One of the most prolific offenses in Georgia football history. But as we said with Jermaine Burton, that's the past. Okay, I don't know how instructive that is about what's going to happen this year because football has changed. Offenses have become far more explosive, far more dynamic. We're using tempo. Offenses are running more plays than they ever have before. It's just a different game. So this is another one that I'm not going to just dismiss right out of hand. 79% saying over, I think that's aggressive. I was, I'm surprised to see that many people say over. Because I think what people are seeing, seeing, they're like, okay, well, Mac Jones, you know, he's throwing for a lot of yards. Okay, you saw, I mean, Joe Burrow went for like 5,500 or so two years ago. So you're seeing this more routinely. Um, But if you look at the numbers the past couple years, there's about three or four guys a year on an annual basis that are going for over 4,000 yards passing. Now, back in 2017, we had eight, which was crazy. But there's usually three to maybe five guys a year you can count on that are going to go for over 4,000 yards. So is JT going to have that kind of year? Is he going to be a top three to five quarterback in all of America? I think there's certainly a chance there. If we had all of our weapons at his disposal like the entire year, I would probably go pretty confidently with the over here. Not a, not a, not like far over, but I think he can hit 4,000 yards. But my concern is that we are not at full speed with our skill talent right now, whether it's Darnell, whether it's Marcus Rosemey, Jack Saint. So, I mean, he's apparently 100%, but he's still fighting back from that injury. You've got Kier's come back from injury. Eric Gilbert's nowhere to be found right now. So there are we're not 
all the way where we're going to be hopefully at some point in the season, but I think we will get whole at some point. So I'm going to agree with our Instagram followers here. I think that we're going to open it up more to Todd Munkin. I've said it before. I'll say it again for some of our new listeners. I think Todd Munkin is our secret weapon that not enough people are talking about. Nationally, he's kind of off the radar. We weren't great on offense last year. A lot of that had to do with the quarterback situation. Guys, if you go back and you watch the tape like I did all offseason, there are plays wide open every single game. I just spent last Saturday night re-watching the Georgia-Alabama game again. Yes, I did it to myself, a little bit of masochism, but I'm just sitting there just like, not frustrated that we lost. I've gotten over that, but just sitting there like, oh my God, there were so many plays to be made against that Bama defense that we just didn't make. And a lot of that had to do with the quarterback position. I don't think that's going to be the issue this year. I trust Todd Munkin. I have a lot of faith in Todd Munkin to produce a highly explosive offense. We've seen him do it at the college level. He was kind of ahead of the time back when he was at Oklahoma State in the early 2010s. We saw him produce a high-powered passing offense in the, in the NFL with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think you'll see it again this year. I think we have a lot of undervalued wide receiver options coming into this year that nationally people are not really aware of. I think that's going to change really quickly. I think people are going to figure out who Jermaine Burton is, who Marcus Rosemey Jackson is, who Brock Bowers is, who A.D. Mitchell is. I think they're going to figure out all these things really quickly, and J.T. Daniels is going to be a big part of that. So I'm going to say he's going to go over. Also, because I think we're going to have a really good year as a team, I think we're going to play fourteen, at least 14 games this year. A little spoiler alert on our predictions episode next week. But yeah, I think we'll play at least 14 games, give another opportunity there. I think 4,000 yards, I think it's going to happen. All right. If he stays healthy. Okay. Next, over under 10 sacks for outside linebacker Adam Anderson. Instagram voters, 68% took the over. I'm taking the under. Under, why? 10 is a lot. Just doesn't happen or Kirby Smart. Right. Our guys play their position and do what they're told. Well, we put a, we put a premium and a on lot playing the run. Doesn't call for run. They have run sack. fits. Yeah, we, we ask them to do different things. We don't. Run, yeah, absolutely. However, I will say you started to see Aziz Ojolari become a monster last year, right? I know I'm not saying Anderson's Aziz are different kind of players, play the same position kind of, but they're different type players, different skill sets. But Aziz had eight and a half sacks last year, led the SEC. He did that in ten games. Extrapolate that out, he's got double digits. And here's the thing about Adam Anderson: he had five and a half sacks last year. You kind of like, okay, that's solid. But let's factor in this. Adam Anderson only played 18% of our defensive snaps last year. Charlie, 18%. Five and a half sacks playing 18% of our defensive snaps. Those numbers, the percentage of snaps he's going to play is going to increase dramatically this season. Aziz played 53% of our defensive snaps last year. Jermaine Johnson played 31%. Between those two, that counts for 84% of our defensive snaps between our top two outside linebackers last year. There are a lot of snaps to go around at that position, and there's not as much depth. You basically got Nolan Smith, you've got Adam Anderson, and then behind them, you got Robert Beal, who's been around forever, hasn't really done much. Hope he has a big year. Hope he does some things this year. You got Chaz Chambliss coming in as a true freshman. You got Xavier Sori coming in. So there are just a lot of snaps to replace at that position, and it's very clear that Nolan Smith and Adam Anderson are the top two guys there. And Adam Anderson is... I think Adam Anderson is the best pure pass rusher. I think you make the argument he's the best pure pass rusher in all of America. I said that coming out of high school when he was coming out of Rome. I, I still think that like, in terms of just rushing the passer. Now, he's not as good against the run. He's lighting the britches. We know that. We've talked about that. He's had trouble keeping on weight. 
he's like an extreme version of DeAndre Walker. DeAndre Walker is finally able to put some weight on his his uh, last couple years in Athens and become a much better player because he actually play the run and not just be a pass rush specialist. But Anderson, he hasn't been able to do that. Now, it is incumbent upon our coaches to find ways to get him on the field and utilize his skills. Adam Anderson, we cannot go through this season with Adam Anderson only playing 18% of the snaps. Adam Anderson's numbers are going to be closer to 50% of the snaps, at least on this defense this year. And if that's the case, he's going, I'm taking the hard over on this. I mean, again, five and a half sacks last year, playing 18% of our snaps. He could easily triple his snap total this year. So if he triples a snap total, I'm not going to say he's going to triple his sack total, but easily over 10. I think, honestly, I'm going to take it a step further. I think he could push. We had this as a mailbag question, I think, a week or so ago. I really believe he could push Jarvis Jones for that Georgia single season sack record. I'm not going to predict he's going to for sure get there. I'm not going quite that far. I'll at least say I think he can push for it. If you look at what we did last year and his just a very few number of snaps and how that's going to increase this year, I really believe Adam Anderson is going to have a monster year this year and potentially even work himself into the first round draft conversation. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Okay. Well, moving on. This is, man, we got a lot to get through here. Are you, is that is that Charlie code for Tyler go faster? No, I just I did I'm not on Instagram. Twenty so I questions. Didn't see any of these? So I questions. didn't realize there were so many. Twenty questions. All I'm right. trying to go fast. All right. Next up, over under 484 yards per game averaged on offense. 83 percent of the voters took the over. It's a lot. That's a lot. It's a lot of yards or a lot of people. Both. It's a lot because you're looking, but you're looking at this from like the traditional Georgia offense standpoint, right? Led and by Jay Fromm and Hudson Mason and those kind of guys. Well, I'm also the person that's like, I'll believe it when I see it. Oh, I'm totally with you. Like you can do it, just prove it to me. More than one fluke. I'm I'm always believe it when I see it. Absolutely, I'm with you there. But ah, okay. So here's the thing. If we are going, Charlie, you think we're going to be pretty good this year? I don't want you to spoil your predictions for next week, but you think we're going to be pretty good this year, right? I mean, I hope we are. Potential playoff team, like have that potential. I mean, I hope so, but you never know. Who's going to? Okay, even if we lose to Clemson, who's being us the rest of the way? I mean, I know, but you never know. But you didn't think we would lose to South Carolina two years ago, and we did. And you want to bring that up right now? I'm just saying. Okay, fair enough. Context. I get it. I get it. But Charlie. I- 
sure, we can lose. We've if lost games like that. nobody gets hurt. Sure, but if you look at our schedule right now, all those things are true, but that's true for every team, every year. But all of those things are true. If you look at our schedule right now on paper, who's going to beat us? We'll talk about this more next week. Can we say, at the very least, can you agree that this is a potential play, a playoff-caliber team? Yeah. Playoff-caliber team. Okay. If they don't Thank screw you. it up. Sure. Yes, we'll get to that next week. Playoff-caliber team. We have that kind of potential. We have that kind of talent. So all I'm saying is, if we want to be that good, if we want to prove Charlie wrong and actually make the college football playoff, and, and oh, I don't I know. I would be delighted to be wrong. I don't even, I'm not even saying I, that it would make me wrong. Like, I just want to see it happen. Well, you have seen it happen. 2017 want, happened. I don't want to jinx it. 2017 I happened. I feel like if I say it, it will make it. I, I get that. I, I, I have superstitious beliefs as well. I get that. But if we want to be the team that we want to be, if we want to actually win a college football national championship, again, at some point in our future, we're going to have to do it on offense. We have the defense. We know that. Our defense is championship caliber. It's all about the offense. If you look at the last three national champions, they've averaged over the last three years, 545 yards a game. Four of, the five, four of the last five national champions have gone for over 500 yards a game. So if we want to be that kind of team, we better go over 500 yards. That's all I'm saying. That's what recent history has said. So I'm going to take the over. I think we have the players to do it. I think we have the quarterback that can finally do it. I think we have the offensive coordinator to do it. Talent, coaching, I think it's there for the take. And I think Kirby also realizes now that if you listen to some of his comments, that we absolutely have to open things up to actually win a national title. I think it's all kind of aligning place. You're right. got to stay healthy. But I think, yes, I'm going to go over. All right. Over under 37.9 points per game for Georgia on offense. This was a season high over the past decade back in 2018. 74% of the voters took the over. Way back in 2018. If if Munkin can accomplish what he's been trying to accomplish. Which is scoring points. Well, the, the, of course, that's the question. Right, but having a more balanced offensively. Yeah, I, I think that's the key, absolutely. And if we become more balanced, which we were not last year, I think that this is very doable. Again, I'm going back to the last three national champions. Last two national champions have averaged 47 points per game. All right? So, again, if we want to be that kind of team, we're going to have to score more than 37 points per game or 38 points per game. It's going to have to happen. We've got to. So, I think, again, our coaches know that. I think Todd Munkin wants to be explosive. Todd Munkin has proved that he can he can coach an explosive offense. We have a quarterback that I think gives us a better chance to do some of those things. More of a chance than we've had in a decade or so, maybe. Really, since Aaron Murray. Uh, I know people are going to say Justin Fields, but George, whatever. We're, we're not talking about that right now. I think we have the skill talent around. I think we have the running game. Offensive line, I don't know if it's going to be as strong. I still think it's strong enough. We recruited really well there. So I'm also going to take the over here. I think we're going to be pushing closer to like 40 points per game at the least. All right. Over under 275 yards per game allowed defensively. This would surpass our 2019 numbers, which was the best performance for a Georgia defense in the last decade. Uh, sorry. Voters <laughs> said, said took the under. 68% took under, the under. So they think we're going to be better than 275 yards a game. Yeah, that's what they're saying. I mean, yeah. We're going to allow under 275 yeah. yards a game, which defensively is better. You want to allow right, as few yards better. as possible. I just don't know if I would take that under. I think so that's a, that's a low that, that's total. A, that's like a I mean, guys, last year, I mean, I know that was 2019. It's only two years ago. Last year, we allowed 321 yards a game. Now, it's a COVID-shortened season. Obviously, some context there. We had some injuries, sure. But offense has just changed. I mean, and I know, I guess you could say it changed 2019 too. I get that. 
Now, I will say the schedule is pretty light. You know, we get Clemson, but outside of that, the schedule is lighter. Now, Florida, I don't think is going to be as good offensively. I don't think they're going to be as dynamic. I really do not. And just look at the schedule. This kind of goes back to like the offensive numbers too. Look at the schedule. Outside of, outside of Clemson, what defense really scares you in the regular season? I think we're going to be able to put up a lot of numbers as long as we keep our starters in and actually score some points. Now, that is one thing. Kirby doesn't like to do that, so maybe that kind of hurts those numbers a little bit. But I think we're going to put up a lot of numbers because the schedule is just not that strong. And I think you can say the same thing defensively. I'm going to go – that's just two, – under 275 is a really low number. I think offenses just run too many plays right now. It's more about yards per play allowed as opposed to just total yards allowed. I still think our yards per play are going to be as – as good as almost anybody in the country, but 275 yards—that's just that's such a such a low number. So I'm gonna go slightly over, probably like around 300ish, two maybe slightly under 300, somewhere between 275 and 300. But I still think we're gonna be one of the best defenses in the country. We have so much talent, so much depth on that side of the ball, but that's just asking a lot to go under 275. All right, the next one, over under 200 yards passing allowed per game. This would beat our passing defensive numbers from 2019. Well, 58% of the voters took the under. Okay, so Charlie, we had a first-round draft pick at cornerback that's for the, playing for the Packers now, and Eric Stokes had a second-round draft pick, and Tyson Campbell was having a good preseason from all accounts. Those guys are gone. Last year gave up 248 yards passing per game. Richie LeCount, also in the NFL. So... I don't know. We get Darian Kendrick coming over. I like our safeties with Chris Smith and Lewis Seen. I still have, I mean, I think Keely Ringo, you're, it's like kind of what you were saying, Charlie. Believe it when I see it. I think Keely Ringo, I think Keely Ringo is going to be awesome. He's got the physical profile. He's got the skill set. Does He just doesn't have the experience. But there are some concerns there with Tyke Smith going down right now. We don't know how long he'll be out. I have concerns there. I'm, I'm hopeful that Latavius Brini can fill in nicely. I think he can do some good things supporting against the run. I'm just concerned about him against some of the better receivers and coverage. I'm not saying he can't do it. I just haven't seen it. I got to see it against those guys. And I, Justin Ross week one, that scares me. But I don't know, man. Like, we were almost given almost 250 yards a game last year. I know it was COVID, sure. And we had two top two round picks last year at cornerback. We don't have those guys this year. So I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go over. And we know offenses just want to they want to push the ball down the field. Schedule, maybe that helps us, but how football's changed over the years and the rules favoring offense, especially the passing game, RPOs and whatnot. I'm going to go over. I don't think a ton over, but I think we'll probably allow a little, little more than 200 yards passing game. Okay. Who will have a bigger impact on Georgia's 2021 team? Redshirt freshman wide receiver Lad McConkey or true freshman defensive back Kamari Lassiter? The voters went with a 55% vote to Lad McConkey. Lad McConkey. What a name. I love Lad McConkey. Um, so this is what some of you that are kind of just getting back into the swing of things here for football season, you might be saying, who are these guys? Lad McConkey, Kamari Lassiter. Well, Lad McConkey is a guy that we recruited last year, and uh, he was an underrated recruit. I don't think he was ranked on the 247 composite. It was one of those last second offers. A lot of people are like, why are we offering this guy? And I told you guys, I told you that this, go back and run the tape. I told you this is a guy that if we didn't sign him, somebody was going to pick him up like Kentucky or South Carolina or Vanderbilt or somebody. And he's going to be one of those guys three or four years down the road. We look back and every broadcast you hear about, well, Georgia let him get out of the state. They didn't really recruit him. And now he's just hurting him. And that, that's what that's the kind of guy he was going to be. But we took we took him, and he right now through 
basically all of fall camp has made play after play after play and has performed big in scrimmages. At least I've been told, I haven't seen it, but I've been told by people that he has been playing really, really well, just making plays basically from day one this fall. He came into fall camp just ready to go. He's going to be in the rotation. He's going to make plays for us. He's a, he's a much better athlete than people want to give him credit for. And then true freshman uh, defensive back Kamari Laster is a guy who wasn't here in the spring. Nobody's really talking about him. We're talking about Nyland Green. Kamari Laster comes in. I think he finally got up to a four-star late in the process on the 247 composite. For a while, he was a three-star. On some services, he remained a three-star. But he's a guy that wasn't as highly valued of a recruit. He's coming in fall camp and already made a name for himself. He's running with the twos right now. A little bit at cornerback, also at star right now with Tyke Smith going down for the time being. So both those guys, I think, are going to be in the plans. They're going to play. They're going to be in the rotation. I'm going to go with Lad McConkey though. I think he's a little further ahead. I think there's going to be more opportunities for him. We just play more guys at receiver than we do in the secondary. So I'm, I'm going to agree with our followers on Instagram. I'm going to go with Lad McConkey. All right. Which of the following true freshmen will have a bigger impact on the 2021 team? True freshman wide receiver A.D. Mitchell or true freshman tight end Brock Bowers? You guys know voters I love Brock went, Bowers. Well, we know you did, but the voters went in favor of A.D. Mitchell by 60%. It's pretty close. Uh, you guys know I love Brock Bowers. I've been on him since day one. Again, roll back the tape. And this is a close one for me. It was a pretty close vote from our listeners. I think it's a close one for me. I think they're both going to make plays for us. I think early in the year, it might be Brock Bowers with Darnell Washington out and Fitzpatrick coming back off his injury. Brock Bowers is going to play a lot with, with Darnell not healthy if he does indeed not play the first couple games, which I don't think he will right now based off what I'm hearing. But A.D. Mitchell, again, there's just more – there's more – we typically have more wide receivers on the field than tight ends. Now, we'll go with some 12 personnel. Sure, we'll have a couple, only a couple wide receivers out there. But A.D. is going to be in the rotation consistently. Uh, once Darnell comes back, it's going to eat in Bowers' touches a little bit. Although Bowers can also – he's got the versatility to go out there and play receivers. one of those hybrid tight ends. I think this is really close. They might have similar numbers, to be honest. But I, I guess I'll give the slight edge right now to A.D. Mitchell – he has a chance to start at receiver. I don't know if he will, but he's put himself in position to potentially start week one in Charlotte against Clemson. So I'm going to go slightly with AD, although I love Brock Bowers. I think he's going to be a monster. I think they're both going to be great. Okay. Which of the following... Sorry, wrong question. Which rising sophomore wide receiver will have a bigger impact on Georgia's 2021 team? Arian Smith or Marcus Rosemi Jack Saint? The voters went mm, almost 50-50. Marcus Rosemey, Jack Saint by 56%. 56%. I would agree with them here. I'm high on Arian Smith. I think he brings us an element at the, at the receiver position that we don't really have. There's that true, legit speed burner. Like we saw, I think he played seven snaps last year, and he had two long touch, well, one long touchdown against South Carolina and one really long play that should have been a touchdown. JT actually put the ball out there in front of him a little bit more, a little bit of a deep ball. Um, but he had a big play against Cincinnati. He's a big play waiting to happen in the passing game. Now, I need to see him, talk about see it to believe it, I need to see him do more than just run a go route, all right? That's basically what we saw from him in his limited snaps last year. Now, he was coming off of a, a wrist injury, so he didn't have time to really get as many reps, so I get he's just running. He had, he had just uh, a very small playbook that he was working with. Now, he did also spend some time with the track team during the, the late spring period. Good for him. We know he's got I mean, almost world-class speed. I don't even quite go that far, but close to it. Um, put up some great times, put up a sub-1000 meter, which is freaking flying, guys. That's crazy speed. Uh, faster than Anthony Schwartz at Auburn, who, who everyone talked about how fast he was. He might be the fastest player in the SEC this year. He might be. He might be. But I need to see him do more than just run that go route. Now, he can really help us just doing that because I can open up things for a lot of other people. But I think Rosemey Jackson come back healthy. He was coming on really, really strong before he got the injury last year against Florida. Had that touchdown catch when he got hurt. He's big. He's physical. He's fast. He's a guy that I think can be a true, legit alpha number one. And I think he can give us some of the things that 
George Pickens gave us. So talking about how you can replace George Pickens, I don't know if we have one guy that can replace him, but Marcus Rosemey Jackson, I think, might be the closest to that with his ability to high point the football, his ability to win at the line of scrimmage, to win those contested balls, which is really what George gave us. George wasn't a complete receiver either. He was always a work in progress, but he could always make those highlight catches, win those contested balls. I think Marcus Rosemey Jackson is our best bet to do that. I think he can be that kind of receiver. So I just think he's more polished right now, even coming off the injury. So I'm going to agree with our followers and go with Marcus Rosemey Jack Saint. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Okay. Who is more likely to be starting by midseason? This again was another toss up. Uh, A.D. Mitchell at wide receiver or defensive lineman Jalen Carter. Yeah. Voters went in favor of Jalen Carter, but only by an extra 4%. It's one of our closest ones, 54% here. It's one of our closest ones. it's a toss-up. It is a toss-up. Jalen Carter would start from, I mean, literally, maybe 12, I think maybe at least 12 teams in the SEC. Almost every team in the country that's not named Georgia. Uh, I think he would. But we've got Devontae Wyatt came back for his senior season. So he'll probably start, but Jalen Carr is going to play a ton. Probably as much as Wyatt, but I think you'll probably see Wyatt start. A.D. Mitchell might start week one. We have the battle going on at wide receiver. I don't know if I had to project right now. I'd say probably Marcus Rosemey Jackson and Jermaine Burton, but Mitchell's got a shot to start week one. So they're both great. They're both going to play a lot. They're both going to make an impact. I'd, I'm going to go with AD. To, if we're talking about starting, I'm going to go with AD Mitchell. All right. Who would be more likely to be starting by midseason? Five-star true freshman offensive tackle Amarius Mims or running back Kendall Milton? 69% of the voters went with Milton. Yeah. I think I would as well. Yeah, I think you're definitely going to be on that. Uh, this is a good question. I Starting by midseason, I'll go back to what I said about Zamir White. Kendall Milton might overtake Zamir White for total carries. He might overtake him for our leading rusher this year. That's very, very possible. But I still feel pretty strongly that Zamir White has earned the right to be our starting running back. Like, who cares who actually goes out there and gets the the first carry? Because it's all about who gets the most carries, who finishes the game, that kind of thing, how it gets distributed throughout the game. It doesn't matter if it's the first carry or not. But I think we're going to give Zamir the honor to be that number one guy, gets that first carry, goes out there with the starters, Probably all season. I think he's thought of that highly, and I and I and I'm I'm okay with that. So I don't know if Kendall will actually start this year. Maybe I'm wrong. I just don't know. Um, Amari Smith is not probably not going to start right away, but he is making his move right now, guys. That's what I'm being told. He's making a move here late in fall camp. He's in a lot of reps with the ones at right tackle right now. McLean is holding on to that, but it's kind of a tenuous hold right now. He uh, he actually was working. He got a couple series with the ones last week in, in the second scrimmage. So. I would go Amarius Mims here. I think he has an extraordinarily high ceiling, maybe the highest ceiling of any offensive line that we've had in the Kirby Smart era. And that's saying a lot because we had a guy go in the top five in Andrew Thomas. But Mims, 6'7", 330 pounds, moves like he does, just a rare athlete. So I'm going to go Amarius Mims here. All right, who's more likely to be starting by the midseason, Amir Speed or Latavius Brini? Uh, This was uh, 51% voted for Latavius Brini. That's the closest we can get. Yeah. Right? So, um... 
I'm going to go by midseason, see... Brini's going to almost certainly start the year, but Tyke Smith's going to be probably be back by midseason. Now, will he be automatically inserted back into the starting lineup? I don't know. I just don't know if Amir Speed's going to start at all. I think Keely Ringo's going to end up winning that job to open the season. I think Amir Speed will play some, and there might be a little bit of rotation to start and to kind of see let the competition continue into the early part of the season. But I think right now, from what I'm hearing, Keely Ringo, I can, we'll see. There was still, still practice this week, so we'll see how that plays out. But... I think Keely Ringo is probably going to get the nod to start, and I don't know if he'll give that up. So I guess, I don't know if there's either one will be started by midseason, but if I guess I had to pick one, I'd go with Brini too. All right. I know. They have practice. I know. Let's go. game week. Oh, that's exciting. All right. Which of these players is more likely to be a breakout star that becomes a household name in 2021? Senior running back uh, James Cook or sophomore defensive tackle Jalen Carter. I'm going with Cook, as did the voters, only by 59%. But I think that people are really going to know James Cook because he puts on a show when he gets the ball. Money year, baby. Yeah. It's money year. And we started to finally figure out how to use him last year, towards the end of the season, right? When JT comes in, had that big touchdown catch against Missouri. I think we know what we have in him. I honestly don't know if James Cook would have come back if our coaching staff did not sell him on a plan to use him this year. He came back because he wants to increase his NFL draft stock. I mean, that's pretty clear. And sure, he wants to win a title too, obviously, but you're going to increase your NFL draft stock. And I'm sure our coaches, he sat down with our coaches and they they kind of laid out a plan for him this year. I think we're going to use James Cook in a way that he's never been used before. I mean, I I should say to the degree he's never been used before. We're going to use him out of the backfield as as a pass catcher. We're going to line him up out in the slot, do different things with him. We're going to use him in the screen game. And we're also going to hand him the football. James Cook could actually run the football, guys. He doesn't just have to get the ball as, as a pass catcher out of the backfield. I think, Charlie, this is the right answer. Because talking about breakout star, people become stars by scoring touchdowns, right? You become a star on the defensive line when people just start talking about you. I Jalen Carter, I just don't think he's going to be our star this year. I mean, Jordan Davis is the guy people are going to talk about on our defensive line. I think Carter, people who really watch football, know football, will know who he is. And if we're as good as we, I think we can be, he'll get more attention. I just think Cook's the one who's going to be scoring touchdowns. The guys who score touchdowns just get more love. So about breakout star, household names, it's usually guys who score touchdowns. So I'm going to go James Cook. I think he'll do more than he's ever done as a Georgia player. Uh, I think he's going to have his biggest year. I'm not, he's not going to work himself into the first round, but I certainly think he's going to help his NFL draft stock this year. All right. Which of these players is more likely to become a breakout star that also becomes a household name in 2021? Former number one overall recruit Nolan Smith or Jermaine Burton at wide receiver? The voters uh, went with Nolan Smith 54% to 46%. See, I'm, I love our followers. You guys are brilliant people. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna have to ever so slightly disagree here. I love Nolan. I think Nolan's gonna have a big year this year. I think he's gonna have a bigger year than he's ever had. He's gonna have more opportunities. Talked about the, the snap distribution last year. Got 84 percent of those outside linebacker snaps that we got to replace this year. Um, and Nolan is obviously him and Adam Anderson gonna be a key part of that. But I think Jermaine Burton again scoring touchdowns. Sacks are good too, but our, I think that's gonna be more Adam Anderson. I think Nolan's gonna get a lot of sacks this year. I don't know if he'll hit double digit sacks. I think a lot of that attention is gonna be on Adam Anderson. I think Nolan's gonna play much better than he ever has. I think he's gonna be a bigger part of our game plan and a bigger part of our defense than he ever has. But I think Burton's potentially could be our number one wide receiver. And in an age where people are just sold by those highlights, 
and they're just wowed by that. I think Jermaine Burton's a more likely option to be a breakout star here. I mean, I legitimately think he can make a push for 1,000 yards. I really believe he could do that. And I think Nolan's going to be really good. I just think Adam Aronson's going to take that attention away from him. Nolan's also going to be asked to, to kind of play that Aziz Ojolari position where he's also going to have to set the edge against the run. And that's going to take away some of his opportunities to rush the passer. So I just don't know if he'll put up those kind of numbers, although I think he will play really, really well for us and start to live up to that former number one overall recruit hype. All right. Similar question, different players. Which of these is most likely to be a breakout star that also becomes a household name in 2021? Senior outside linebacker Adam Anderson or running back Kendall Milton? The voters went in favor of Adam Anderson. Does that surprise you? Yes, it does. Yeah, I figured it might. I know you're a big Kendall Milton fan. I am too. But Adam Anderson, I think, is going to take the world by storm, the college football world by storm this year. I really, if we can get him on the field, coaches, you're smarter than me. You know more football than me. But even I can tell you, get Adam Anderson on the field. He is the definition of a game changer. All right. You've got to have this guy on the field. He can change the game with his ability to rush the passer, find ways to utilize his skill set. That's your job. Get it done. If that's the case, and I believe in our coaches, then I think Adam Anderson is going to be an all-SEC caliber, potentially all-American caliber player this year. I think Kendall Milton's going to be really, really good, but he's still going to be splitting carries. So I'm going to go Adam Anderson here. More opportunities, an elite skill set, and that skill set for defensive players is what gets you attention getting after the quarterback. So I'm going to go Adam Anderson here. I agree with our followers. All right. Which of the following is a bigger trap game for Georgia in 2021? Kentucky or Mizzou? This is a toss-up. 52% said Kentucky. What's your take? Yeah, so we're going to do our prediction episode next, uh, yeah, I guess Monday. It might be up late Sunday night, but we'll have that up for you guys. We're picking every single game in the SEC this year. We'll have records for everybody. We'll explain that in more detail. Real quickly here before Charlie murders me. She's on her phone. I don't think she's got to go. Charlie's over here. What are you doing? Who are you talking to? Jesus? Yep. Jesus, what a guy, what a guy, what a guy. Uh, No, so I'm going to go Kentucky here. I agree. Um, I have more confidence in this. This was a really close one with our followers. Kentucky to me, again, I'll talk more about them next week. They always play good defense. That's what Mark Stoops does. They're not ever the most talented team, but they have an identity. Now they're bringing in a new offensive coordinator this year which is going to be interesting, coming in from the old Sean McVay tree, which will be like the first Sean McVay type offense in the SEC. The issue for them, they've always had good offensive lines. They have one of the best offensive lines in all the country this year. Chris Rodriguez, Little Benny, is one of the best running backs in the country. Truly, nobody really talks about him. He's one of the best running backs in the country. Their issue has been quarterback play. Will Levis comes in from Penn State. He wins that job. Joey Gatewood lost. He's off to UCF now. He's already transferred. I'm not convinced that Will Levis is a fantastic passer. He didn't really do much of that at Penn State when he got some opportunities to play. He's an athletic guy. They can still use some of their quarterback run game. And I do, But I do think he's a more competent passer. I think their passing game will be more dynamic, especially with Wondell Robinson coming in to transfer from, from Nebraska, a dynamic receiver, former Mr. Football in the state of Kentucky, transferring back in. So I think Kentucky is going to be a team to watch out for, potentially could even challenge to be the number two team in the, in the SEC East. Missouri will be good, you know, Bays looks a good quarterback. Tyler Bays is a good running back. Mookie Wilson coming in as a transfer as a receiver from uh, Ohio State. They have some good pieces. I think Eli Drinkwitz is a fantastic offensive mind. I have major questions about them defensively. I trust Kentucky's defenses, their defense more. I think they're finally going to start to figure it out offensively this year. So I'm going to go Kentucky, and I feel pretty good about that one. All right. Last question. Which player is more important to Georgia's success in 2021, JT Daniels or Jordan Davis? Well, 75% wins with JT Daniels. I think you have to. As good as I think Jordan is, it's all about the quarterback position, right? Yeah. And, and 
if JT goes down, God forbid, knock on every piece of wood in this home. If he goes down, Charlie, we're in trouble, right? We're probably not going to win a national championship. We're probably not going to play for the playoffs if he goes down. If Jordan Davis goes down, does it hurt us? Why do you even speak these things? Because I'm trying. I do a podcast, and I'm trying to explain to these people my thoughts. I, I know I'm. Everybody, knock on wood for me. Do it for me. I, there's a superstition. But JT Daniels is so important. And look, we know that Jordan Davis is a key part to what we do defensively. He's what really allows, he's the engine that allows us to defend the run with even numbers, which allows us to play more coverages out there and allows us to dedicate more guys to actually defending the pass, which is what you've got to be able to do. He's a key part to what we do. But we are more equipped to replace the loss of Jordan Davis if he was out than we are to replace the loss of JT Daniels if that was to happen. They're both super important, most important player on offense and defense for us, in my opinion. But we've seen great defense, guys. Even without Jordan Davis, we won't be as good defensively. We'll still be really good defensively. We have that many good players. Without JT, our ceiling drops dramatically. We saw the impact that he made last year once he entered the game. Our numbers increased so dramatically across the board offensively. We were more explosive. We were more efficient. We scored more points. We were just a better offense as soon as he was inserted in the starting lineup. Basically cold. Not even working with the ones. Just working with the scout team, guys. Not even repping with our guys. And it happened that quickly, in a snap, in an instant. So imagine how good we're going to be this year then. If he, if he goes down, God forbid, we're in trouble. Jordan Davis, he goes down, it's not good for us, but we're just better equipped to withstand that loss than a loss to JT Daniels. But yeah, I'm going I'm going JT. I think it was a pretty clear answer for me. I agree with our followers there. But uh, yeah. is that it? Pretty simple, yep. All right. Until game week. Until week game one week. Coming up. Let's go. Next week, have our predictions episode for you guys next week. Even Charlie through the helmet schedule. You actually have fun doing this. You like it. You complain about it, but you like it. I do. I just don't like those confidence pool thingies. Yeah, well, get over it. We're going to do it. It's people it's like too it. much moving. Now I remember. It's the one where I have to, like. Yes, you rank move. your confidence oh. in the games. Yeah, I, it's not my favorite. Yes. No. Yeah. We're going to have fun with it, guys. So make sure if you have not already, follow us on Instagram. That's at Glory UGA Podcast on Instagram. We're going to have a ton of great content for you leading up to the season and even more during the season. Guys, seriously, we have a ton of fun stuff that we have planned for you on Instagram throughout the season. We're going to be doing some live stuff on location from all the games. If you're new to the show, you haven't been with us for a while, we go to all the games. We'll be there every single fall Saturday. The, the Georgia Bulldogs are suiting it up. And we will be bringing you stuff live on location. Home games, row games, we'll be there. We'll be bringing you stuff Friday night, Saturday, even Sunday, I'm sure. So we have a lot of fun stuff for you. So make sure you're following us there. Follow us on Twitter also. That's at Glory underscore UGA on Twitter. And uh, you can find the links to our Pick'em League on those social media sites. Again, if you don't do social media, that's cool. We totally get that. You can also just go to Google and search for ESPN College Ball Pick'em. Once you get there, make your account if you don't already have one, and then search for Glory UGA. Look for that group and go ahead and join. It's an open public league. We'd love to have you guys. A ton of fun with that. We're going to try to figure out some sort of reward system. I don't know how that's going to look. We're going to get together and figure out something out. We'll put our brains together and figure something out for you guys, but TBA on that. And also, don't forget our next Instagram live session. We're getting getting more followers like by the minute on Instagram, it seems like, which is awesome, guys. Thank you so much for that. We're going to have a lot of great stuff for you. But to thank you for all that support, I'm going to sit down and do another Instagram live session right now, tentatively scheduled for Monday night at 8.30 p.m., that Monday of game week. Let's go, guys. So we'll have some fun with that. Bring your questions, bring your predictions, anything you got. We'll do our very best to answer everything you guys bring our way. And again, just another quick reminder, next week, obviously, it's game week. We've talked about that. We got a great set of shows set up for you guys. 
The first show of the week will be our official season predictions episode. Again, as I said earlier, we have picked, Curtis has done it, Charlie's done it, I've done it. We picked every single game that's going to be played in the SEC this year. Hopefully they're all played. And we will have our record predictions for each and every team in the SEC East, the SEC West. We'll have our SEC Championship picks, and we'll also have our college football playoff picks as well. So we have a lot of fun with that. So obviously we have a lot of Georgia football there. We're spending more time talking about Georgia than the other teams. But we also like to talk about some Georgia-adjacent stuff too, because all that impacts us as well. So we'll have some fun with that. Then we'll have our official Georgia-Clemson Week 1 game preview episode in the middle of the week, and we'll wrap things up with our picks of the week, which we always have a lot of fun with at the end of every week. So a lot of great stuff coming your way, guys. It's exciting. It's the best time of year, baby. The fall is almost here. You wouldn't tell by walking outside because it's like 98 degrees outside. I almost died today. But regardless, at, we can, at, at the very least, we can say football season is here. So enjoy your weekend. Enjoy week zero. Enjoy some college football. And the next week, we'll actually have some real, legit Georgia football to get excited for. But thank you for listening, guys. Thank you for all the support. We very much appreciate it. For Charlie, I'm Tyler. And as always... Go dogs!